Yuma, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Aleph, 7-1. So we're wrapping up the Yavodah V'Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, and here we're going to talk about the Kriyas HaTorah. Now the Kriyas HaTorah will parallel the Kriyas HaTorah we have today in our shuls. The Kohen Gadol will, do, will be doing the Kriya. This is not technically one of the Yavodahs of Yom Kippurim, as much as it's not stipulated by the Pesukim. And therefore the Mishnah will begin by considering what the Kohen must wear when he does the Kriyas HaTorah. If it were an actual specific avoda of Yom Kippurim, Midoraisa, he'd have to wear his special white vestments. But that isn't the case. And therefore the Mishnah says, Bolo Kongadolikros. So now the Kongadol comes from the Azara to the Ezras Nashim, the so called women section of the temple complex. Imratzalikros Babigde Butz Kore. He has to read the Kriyasa Torah, and if he wants to do it reading his fine white linen vestments that he's been wearing throughout this uh, special procedures with the Katoris and the Kachet Kadashim, etc., he's welcome to do so. The Mitchell refers to it as butz, uh, but it's that those plain white linen clothing. Vimlo, if he does want to wear those special clothes, then Korah Be'itztilis, Lavan Mishalo, he can do the Kriya Satora actually wearing, any, wearing anything he wants. Uh, the Mishnah specifies the wearing like a white robe that he owns, his private white robe. The truth is there's nothing special about that white robe. He can wear anything he wants, but the custom was for elders and Hasha people to wear white robes on Yom Kippur, and therefore that would be the appropriate thing for him to wear if he wants to wear his own clothing. There is a big deal on the issue of uh, me'ila, of misappropriation of the... Kohanim clothing, um, and the basic point of mission here is that if he wants to wear those white clothes when he's doing uh, the Kriya it's not in the realm of Mila because there is no Mila for him in this regard as much as he's allowed to rest and even sleep if he wants to in this special Big Day Lavan um, because he's a human being and the Torah wasn't given to Malachim the way to be sort of magically in and out of his clothing at the snap of a finger and therefore there's general leniency that he can do what he has to do over here and still continue to wear those special white clothing. Now, Chazan HaKnesses, Notel Sefer Torah, the Chazan of the Knesses, the Knesses is like the shul, the base of Knesses, the shul that exists, the synagogue that existed on the Temple Mount, just outside of the the Temple Complex, but they're on the Temple Mount. And the person who's in charge of getting everything done is called the Chazan. In modern parlance, the Chazan is the one specifically who's doing like the davening, like the know, the, the cantor. But uh, in the time of the Mishnah here, the word chazan refers to whoever has to see after what needs to get done. The word chazan from the word like chose, le chazot, which is to see. He sees what has to get done, and he does it. So he, notel sefer Torah, he's the one who takes the sefer Torah, the nos le rosh and he hands it over to the head of the shul. The head of the shul, rosh is what we would call maybe a gabai today. He's in charge of making sure that shul functions He's in charge of making the decisions, who does what and how it should be done. Now, interestingly enough, Rashi learns um, elsewhere, but the Ra- Rashi learns um, that what we're talking about over here is the Sefer Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu himself wrote. Of course, by Shani's time, that wouldn't be applicable, and as much as it was at best hidden um, inside of the Aaron, which is hidden away. But in any case, so the Sefer Torah is handed over from the Chazan to the Rosh Knesses, the Rosh Knesses, Nos and the Sagan. The Rosh Knesses then hands over the Sefer Torah to the Sagan, Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol's deputy at his right-hand man. 
And then, the Sagan hands over the Sefer Torah to the Kohen Gadol himself. So the reason why we're having this sort of like series of handoffs is to make the point of the, emphasize the covet of the Kohen Gadol and sort of indicate that there's like many levels of the hierarchy upon which he sits at the very top. Now, HaKohen Gadol Omed, the Kohen Gadol has to stand to receive the Torah, of course. That's, he's showing the Chashivas of the Torah. Umekabel, he receives it. The Gemara makes a diak here which suggests that he was sitting. That's why he stood. And there's a question, you can't sit in the base of Mikdash uh, unless you're a king from the line of David Melech. So the Gemara answers, yeah, because we're talking about in the Ezra's Nashim, but that doesn't apply. So Vikora Omed, he'll now read the applicable readings from the Sefer Torah, but he does it standing up, as we do today, of course, also, reading the Sefer Torah standing for code for the Torah. Vikora, and what does he read? The first thing he reads is Acharemos. Acharemos is Vayikra Tezayin, um, Vayikra 16, and that's, we've been quoting, talking from Vayikra Tezayin throughout the whole Masechta so far. So he reads that first. And then after that, when he finishes, he sa- he reads Va'ach Basor L'Chodesh Shvi. He also reads um, the Parsha that's in Vayikra 23, talking about the the prohibition of doing malacha on Yom Kippurim, as well as the, you know, the requirements to afflict oneself, the fasting, etc., tshuva. So, um, that is the second thing he reads. Now, the truth is, these two parshas, one's in Vikra Tezayin, 16, and one's in Vikra 23, so there's a gap between them, and he has to r- kind of rush from Tezayin to Chav Gimel, by rolling the Sefer Torah quickly, because it seems there was a very big hakpada, um, uh, issue. There's a big issue that people shouldn't sit around waiting for him. So the way it worked is there was a maturgamon, a, a, um, a translator. And as the Kohen would do his laning, there would be a, like a, after each verse, there would be a translation provided in the Aramaic, because that was the vernacular of the day, essentially reading out what we call the Unculus, Targum Unculus. Um, so someone would say that so people can understand the words of the Psukim. That, of course, um, is no longer the custom, certainly since Aramaic no longer is understood by people, so there's no point in it. Um, worth noting is that the Yemenite communities still do this. Uh, they do it, however, not with Unculus in Aramaic, but rather with Rav Sadiagon's translation of the Chomish into Arabic. So it's still done like that. In any case, while the Maturgum, the translator, is translating the last section of what the, the Kongal reads, so then the Kongal will quickly roll the Sefer Torah to the next session, the Achba Asar section. He reads that as well, and then he has to read something else, but the something else he has to read, as we'll see in a moment, is in Bamidbar, Bamidbar Chavtes, Uva Asar L'Chodesh Ashvi, which is talking about the Musaf offering, and since he won't be able to get there in time also, so therefore he won't do any... Attempt, he won't make an attempt to get there. Instead, he will go a little Sefer Torah, he'll roll the Sefer Torah up, he'll then put it under his arm. Uh, the word cheik is impossible to translate into English. It means any kind of like fold that exists based on the shape of one's body. So sometimes cheik is referred to, translated as bosom or as lap. Uh, so here it's the point is the, it's the fold under his arm. So he let, he puts it under his arm to keep it there. Va'omer, and he'll announce, karasi kan. He says, you should know, there's a lot more written in the Sefer Torah than I read to you now. That's important because the next thing he's going to read, he's going to read Ba'al Peh. He's going to read it um, 
from memory. And that being the case, we don't people think that, they, that the Sefer Torah is missing something and so on. So therefore he says there's more here. But he doesn't read it, so they shouldn't have to wait. And then, Uva Asar B'chodesh, sorry, Uva Asar, meaning Uva Asar which is a which is in what is called in the Mishnah, Chumash HaPikudim, what we call Chumash Bamidbar, the fourth of the five books. Korah Alpeh, he reads that from memory. Umavarach Alesh Monobrachos, when he finishes reading the Kriya about Uva so then he'll recite a total of eight brachas afterwards. Now, in a second we'll list what they are. Just note that if you actually count them, there'll be nine, and therefore one of them is removed. I'll explain in a moment. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, what are those brachos? He makes these eight blessings after the Kriya Torah. What are those eight blessings? So first is al Torah. He'll make the bracha on the Torah itself. The one that ends Asher Nasalano Torah Emes, like we read. Then Valha Avoda. Secondly, he says in the Avoda, this is really what we have in our Shmona Esri as Ritzei, on um, that the Avoda and the Basic English should be accepted. Valhauda. The third is Hoda. That's what analogs what we have in our Shmona Esri of Modim, the Thanksgiving blessing. Then the fourth is Vaal Mechilas Avon, um, on the forgiving of sin. That's like our Slachlanu. Of then the fifth is Val Hamikdash Atmo. He makes a second, a special blessing all to itself about the base of Mikdash that the Shechina should dwell there. Val Yisrael Atman. Then he makes another one on the, this is number six, on the benefit for the benefit of Klal Yisrael in general that they should uh, be saved from their enemies. Have Yeshua. Then this one over here, Val Yisrael Atma, is probably doesn't belong. Many Yisraels don't have it. Um, you probably have it inside of your Mishnah, but many Rishonim most didn't have it. So that would be Val Yushalayim B'fnei Atzma, we mean a blessing about Jerusalem all to itself. And then Val HaKohanim B'fnei Atzman, a special bracha for the Kohanim, um, that, that they should be blessed and that their avodah should be accepted by Hashem. And finally, Val HaTfila, and then on any other prayers, this is something analogous to our, our you know, Shomea Tefila bracha, where the Kohen uh, Gadol can insert whatever uh, extra tefillahs are, are necessary for Klai Yisrael, um, appropriate for that time and that place, as need be.